1: What's going on? Jackie Montgomery and Jen Mueller here for your Seahawks Insider Podcast. We are still filling in for John Boyle. I am still filling in for John Boyle, who is gone on paternity leave. He and his wife just welcomed another little girl named Pearl. Exciting news for the Boyle family. And so, Jen, you know, we're coming off of a loss, Mm -hmm. second straight loss of the season, only the ninth time this has ever happened to Russell Wilson in his NFL career. But we're going to keep it positive positivity this week okay because Mm -hmm. this team only has three losses and it could be it could be a lot worse it could be the jets or something with this
2: so we could be the jets you know what that actually Actually should make a lot of people feel better this week you could be the jets three
1: losses you know in the grand scheme of things is not is not that bad so we're gonna keep it positive but that being said one of these losses just come in on sunday To the L.A. Rams. What did you see in in that game?
2: You know, we said frustration was the word that dominated the week before. Yeah. I think this one, it's frustrating, but it's also really disjointed. There was just a lot of things that were not working together the way you have grown accustomed, the way that we have all grown accustomed to seeing the Seahawks work and to see Russell Wilson bounce back. I mean, that's an incredible stat, the way that he's able to bounce back after losses. And yet he just didn't look like he was fully comfortable out there. And, And it's hard when you don't have Chris Carson and you don't have Carlos Hyde, but it does look like he is trying to make some plays instead of taking what the defense is going to give you. Now, that Rams defense was pretty good. But for all of the storylines that we had before that game, and it was, oh, man, how's Aaron Donald going to impact Russell Wilson? Well, they did a nice job with Aaron Donald. you know, And we talked about, well, DK Metcalf versus Jalen Ramsey. And that didn't turn out to be much of a matchup outside of maybe DK being used to take away half the field so that other receivers could get open. But I I do think... This is the point where Russell's going to have to turn the page in a different way, and it's not just about his neutral attitude, but there's going to have to be a shift, and Pete hinted at that after the game. It is about balance. It is about going back and finding some sort of a run game so that teams will respect that. I would expect to see a bit of a shift coming out of that game because it just didn't feel good all the way around, and the stats don't tell the story in that one.
1: No, you're absolutely right, and I mean, this is the first time since Russell Wilson's rookie season that he's had multiple interceptions in back-to-back games, but like you said, just uncharacteristic mistakes, and Pete Carroll had this to say about some of those interceptions.
0: You know, I, th- I think that we made some mistakes in this game that just don't look n- normal for us. And, and uh, uh, you know, there's the one play that jumps out at us is the interception when he could have taken off and run. And, he, you know, he he, he saw something downfield and took a shot at it. Uh, that's an indication, you know, that, you know, he could have taken what's in front of him. Uh, Russ and I both talked about, you know, how you uh, follow your instincts. Have the first opportunity, let's go take advantage of it and go to the next play. And uh, that's, an, that's an illustration of one play that was like that.
1: And I have to, you know, you have to... You know, trying to spin this in a positive. Yes, there's a lot of interceptions, but he's also throwing the ball so much more this season. So so I feel like you know, trying to turn into a positive.
2: There's some give and take because you're right. He is throwing the ball 63% of the time. That is the seventh highest percentage in the NFL. It was even higher earlier in the season. Of course, they were hitting on some of those explosive plays earlier in the season. In fact, the last time they played Arizona, they had their most explosive game in terms of total yards and in terms of explosive plays. So those that percentage doesn't look as good now because a you haven't had as many plays in games B you're not completing as many so the defense is on the field more there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes into it I do think that you have to be willing to accept more interceptions if you want to throw the ball more having said that it is the point in time where those interceptions were thrown and the possibility that he had of just running for a first down in one of those instances that kind of makes you go okay he He's either not seeing the field right or just isn't feeling it at the moment. I think that's where the concern comes from this week. Not that he can't get it done, but, again, it's something we have not seen him do like this his entire time in Seattle.
1: Yes, definitely not the Russell Wilson that we've grown accustomed to seeing. And, you know, that being said, I feel like we have him – at you know, hold him to such a high standard because of what we've done. So when we see this little bit of a slip, we're like, what's going on? But it's like you look at some of the other quarterbacks around the league and this – This isn't an uncommon performance for them. So, but that all being said, let's take a look at one of the bright spots, the defense. Yeah, actually, you know, people have been hating on this defense or really disappointed in this defense all season long. And yeah, they did give up, you know, some yardage in that first half, but they really settled in in the second half and really didn't give up too much. Just that one touchdown, which, you know that's a hu- another big ish question when you look at that dubious pass interference call yes. so that led to that kept that drive going to allow that touchdown
2: yeah absolutely that was a four point swing right yeah. there you would you would be happy giving up a field goal and look i never bag on officials because i spent 10 years <laughs> officiating and it is a hard gig man but that was one of the most egregious defensive pass interference calls we've seen, and that creates a pretty big swing there. After that, the defense stopped him three straight times. I mean, it was six points allowed in the second half. If you would have told me that before the game, that you would have allowed six points in the second half, I would have said, absolutely take it but unfortunately at that point in time the offense couldn't get back on track but I do think that was a nice game for the defense they did manage to get to Jared Goff a few times which is something that not many teams have been able to do this year last year we talked about how great his protection had been they were able to do some things but it goes back to the entire team wasn't quite in sync right It, it just it wasn't mashing on both sides of the ball
1: yeah, we haven't quite had that complete game that Pete Carroll likes to see his teams play. You know, and we have to give a shout out to special teams. Yes. Jason Myers with that franchise record, a 61-yard field goal to close out the first half. I mean, that that was impressive in itself. So got to give some love there.
2: And he is now <laughs> the owner of the third longest consecutive made field goal streak in franchise history. He passed Stephen Hauschka with that one. We were all very nervous. I mean, we, <laughs> oh, we do in the pre- and post-game show. It's like, we want the streak to live. Yes, we want the points, <laughs> but we want the streak to live. He does. He sets the franchise record. It's pretty awesome. It was a nice day for him. He has not been utilized in that kicking game yeah. very much this year. And I don't think anybody's complaining yes. about that, but it was nice for him to get
1: some big highlights. Yes, I think everyone breathed a sigh of relief after that, seeing his face... With, uh, The reaction shot to that. It was like, oh, thank goodness. Okay. Well, let's switch gears here. It is a short week and Arizona Cardinals are coming up hot as in just a couple days and they are playing hot right now coming off of that big win against the Bills on that as they're calling it Hail Murray pass in the final seconds of the game to DeAndre Hopkins which I think blew everybody away. We were, you know, constantly hitting refresh to see what was going on in that game trying to follow along as we're watching what's un- what was unfolding against the Rams and it was a little deflating seeing that that final score pop up.
2: It was And it was an awesome (laughs) highlight. I mean, it was an incredible highlight. And then to hear DeAndre Hopkins after the game, and he's just so calm and cool and collected. He knew that he was going to get that. And I will tell you what, for as great as that catch was, the thing that made that play was Kyler Murray's legs. And that's what you need to be concerned about, right? That leads into this whole matchup on Thursday night. Yes, he has a cannon of an arm and the ability to throw deep. But had he not had those scramble abilities and and the legs, to be able to reset and to throw even remotely close to where he did, it is amazing. And that's what concerns me most about Thursday night.
1: It's really weird. It's almost like you're talking about another quarterback that really we weird. that we
2: know really well around yeah. here in Seattle.
1: <laughs> okay, so looking at our key matchups. First off, Cairo Radio is your home for the Seattle Seahawks and your source for local news. Listen to every Seahawks game on 97.3 FM and catch up on the news every weekday on the Cairo Radio app. All right, so taking a look at the key matchups as we head in to Thursday night football against Arizona and you were just talking about him, Kyler Murray, right? versus the Seahawks defense. I mean, for a second-year player, he has completed 212 of his um 212 of his passes for 2375 2, yards, 17 touchdowns and eight interceptions. I mean, that's
2: a pretty impressive line. It is a pretty impressive line and
1: and we're not even talking about his
2: running I, ability. Exactly. <laughs> and and I was going to say He is also closing in on Cam Newton's record for most rushing touchdowns by a quarterback this season. It's hard to imagine that he's not going to blow that one out of the water. Cam Newton with 14. Kyler Murray already has 10. 10, And in listening to Cliff Kingsbury, they had made it a point to involve him in the running game more. It's almost the opposite of what we've been talking about in Seattle, where the focus was to get Russell the ball more and to let him throw downfield. In Arizona, they've wanted to get Kyler Murray involved, yeah. and it has been very intentional how they have done that. And yes, he has the ability to scramble when he gets into trouble, but when you take a look at this, he has rushed for over 600 yards. He accounts for almost 40% of Arizona's rushing yards and 10 of the their 15 rushing touchdowns which is insane yeah he's only eight yards behind
1: their leading rusher Kenyon drake who is phenomenal as well so yeah really and like you mentioned very elusive sacked only 12 times this season and just looking better and better
2: well and so that's a really good point right because the last time the seahawks and cardinals played the stat line read zero sacks zero quarterback hits and so again there was a lot of talk about the defense and what didn't the defense do against Kyler Murray. Well reading those rushing numbers should tell you what the defense was doing. That stat line does not actually tell you what they were trying to accomplish. It is about boxing him up. It is about making sure that he does not get those explosive yards. And so when we go to evaluate, the last couple of games have been pretty good. Getting to the quarterback when it comes to quarterback hits, when it comes to sacks. I would be surprised if you saw that this week. Heck, if you got to Kyler Murray and you got two sacks, I would be super impressed because you can't blitz him and you can't do the things that you've done the last couple of games with quarterbacks that are less mobile. So those numbers are going to be reversed, but man, if you could hold Kyler Murray to under 60 yards rushing, that would be a win for the defense.
1: And Kyler Murray leading that offense. And they are now the number one scoring offense, number total offense in the league and as we were just talking about their rushing game, they rank number one in rushing offense in the league, averaging close to 170 yards per game, which is quite impressive.
2: And they are going against a Seahawks defense that is fourth in the league and allowing those rushing yards. So we will see if they can bottle them up. Last week against the Rams, remember we spent a lot of time last week talking about how the, the Rams would get those yards on the ground. Seahawks didn't allow a rusher to go for over 40 yards. Now, as a team, I think they had 105, but no one player ended up being just crazy on that stat sheet. So if you can do the same again this week, I would think that's a pretty big key matchup in this one. And uh, the other part of that is the fact that the defense is allowing the fourth fewest yards per carry, so about 3.7. You want to make sure that that stays low and that we don't start seeing those 7 and 8 pop up.
1: Well, before we go further with listening, uh, talking about the Cardinals, I mean, obviously we just played them a few weeks ago. And so Pete Carroll had this to say about if they're different or how much, you know, how much different, how much similar they are in comparison to the last time that we played them
0: they look similar they have a wide variety of things they do on both sides of the ball so when you we knew them going into that game well and so as we see it now we've seen just more of the same which is a lot of good stuff they're very aggressive on defense Uh, they've really committed to running the football Kyler has, has been phenomenal in, in his effect in the games. Not always just by throwing it, but, but quite a bit by his running. And um, he's just been really dangerous and really confident in doing the stuff that people have not been able to get to him much lately. Um, and he's been, he's been very active. So it's, it's, the team seems very similar. Uh, Kenyon Drake got back to them this week. And, and, uh, you know, and Hopkins continues to do his thing, and Larry's doing his thing. So it seems very, very familiar, but really good. And uh, they've been scoring a lot of points the last few weeks.
1: Before we turn to the Seahawks side of things, let, let's touch on DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. As Pete Carroll just mentioned, there, I mean, obviously a new addition to this team, and he is continue to play at an All Pro level. He's been an All Pro the last three seasons straight. And how with how banged up our secondary is right now, which is very unfortunate, <laughs> right? Um, you know, I mean, obviously you don't want injuries at all, but to have a secondary right now that is a little banged up, how do you see this key matchup going? Hopkins against the guys we have playing at uh, at defensive back.
2: Yeah, it is certainly a challenge, right? Because it doesn't matter who's out there. It doesn't matter if it's the Seahawks defense. It doesn't matter if it's the Bills defense. Like, it, it doesn't matter. He is one of the best receivers in the league, and he is targeted twice as much as any other receiver out there. So you know that he is going to get his touches. Last time against Seattle, targeted 12 times, 10 receptions for 103 yards. And like we were talking before we started recording, if that's his line again get on Thursday, I'm actually okay with that, right? Okay. I mean, <laughs> I, it, it it's making sure that that Kirk doesn't get the same number mm-hmm. of yards, right? 103 seems like for the top receiver in the league, you're yeah. going to get that. What well, We know that he likes to line up primarily on the left side, the, the offensive left side, yeah. which means that he's going to be going against the right cornerback a bit. We will see what that ends up to be. We don't know what the status of Shaq Griffin is, but he has not been able to practice in a couple of weeks since this Arizona game, as a matter of fact. And so uh, it, it's going to fall on... DJ Reed and Trey Flowers, it, however he lines up and whatever happens, and I would also think the Seahawks give those guys a little bit of help, yeah. depending on what front, depending on how much nickel and dime you end up playing. But y- you can't y- you can't sell out completely to stop him because of what Kyler Murray is going to do, right? Yeah. And so there's always this little bit of a balance, and what you're going to need is confidence from your corners and and sound play, yeah. right? So for those listening, so the injury reports
1: right now, Pete Carroll didn't sound too positive with Shaquille Griffin. He's still listed with the concussion and the hamstring, although they say that we believe that he's passed concussion protocol. Um, and then Quentin Dunbar still dealing with that knee injury. So as we saw in this last week um, against the Rams, we saw DJ Reed and Trey Flowers. They're stepping in at cornerback. Okay. Now let's take a look at their secondary, Buda Baker. Yes. <laughs> Washington fans know him well, former Husky. Guy can ball out and he he did very well when we played them last time with the interception. I mean, who can forget that interception against Russell where we saw DK Metcalf, you know, r- gallop down the field to make that stop there, the tackle before he um turned it in for a, ran it in for a touchdown, but Buda Baker, he's going to be a big concern as well.
2: Yeah, defensive player of the year for the month of October. We all know why that is. And it's not just him, right? It's Patrick Peterson back yeah. there. You you can't take away one of those guys, right? They've, they've got the entire field covered. So it's not like you're just going to play to one side of the field and, and take your chances on that one. And I do think after what we've seen and and just his ability to to step in, to read passes, to, to, disca- to disguise a little bit and then come up, Russell knows he's there. Yeah. Right. And, and after the last outing, I don't think that he's going to overlook. Buda Baker back there. He, I tell you what, if Buda was on this team, he'd be so fun to watch, but <laughs> I, I have to temper my excitement just a little bit because I'd, I'd prefer not to see his highlights most of the time. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I hear you. I hear mm-hmm. you.
1: So it's sad when, you know, players that you love are in a different color uniform. Yes, <laughs> right.
2: You, you, I mean, like, you can respect, but you can't really cheer for them, you know? Yeah. like. I can't I can't go all the way. It's in not allowed. It's one. not yeah, allowed. Okay, Jen. All, all
1: right. So, <laughs> let's talk about Russell Wilson. He has never lost 3 games in his NFL career. We are all hoping that does not happen this week this Thursday night against the, the Arizona Cardinals. But how can Russell bounce back from from this performance that we've seen? I mean, you talked about the turnovers The turn the ten turnovers in the last four games, all coming in losses for this team. So obviously, playing a big role, you know, Pete's all about that ball, that winning that turnover battle. How how can we see him bounce back against a decent, uh, you know, a Cardinals defense? They aren't as good as when we saw them, or at least their numbers have dropped since we saw them the first time around. But still, a good team.
2: Yeah, I don't think it's all going to be on Russell Wilson's shoulders, right? I I think that he recognizes there's some plays and some chances that he. Shouldn't take at the moment, but it's not just about what he does, it is about the game plan around him. Fingers crossed, Carlos Hyde gets back because this does come back. And we heard Pete say this a couple of times look, this team is not the same without Chris Carson, this team is not the same without Carlos Hyde, and you have to have more of a balanced attack. And John Boyle has mentioned this frequently on the podcast. A balanced offense does not mean it is 50-50 run-pass split. And I think that gets misunderstood. If Russell Wilson is throwing the ball 63% of the time, which is what we just said a few minutes ago, he is not going to drop to under 50% in this game, right? The, The offense is still built with your big receivers to go downfield, right? But if you cannot have a team respect any sort of a run game or a screen game that mimics a run game, you are going to run into problems, particularly with the types of fronts and how aggressive this Cardinals defense wants to be. So I do think it comes down to some of the game planning and involving what we hope is Carlos Hyde early. And look, it's not because we don't like Alex Collins and it's not because you don't like DJ Dallas or Travis Homer, but in the three games since Hyde and Carson have been hurt, which goes back to the Arizona game, Seattle has rushed for under 300 total yards, 288. I'm sorry, 281. Russell Wilson has accounted for 88 (laughs) of those yards. So those other three running backs are averaging just over three yards a carry. That's a significant drop-off when Carlos – when. Chris Carson was averaging almost five yards a carry, right? It's about the physicality. It's about knowing that you can get some of those yards on first and second down. It's about being able to run the ball when you need to run the ball and not having everything be on Russell Wilson and wide receivers against the defense that we just talked about.
1: Well, earlier this week, Pete had this to say on how this offense can get back to those explosive plays.
0: Well, we got to we got to function at a high level again. We got to get, you know, get it all working. We we need to continue to run the football. We need that as part of our offense, uh, not as much as we you know, we need to do more than we did yesterday. And uh, we, we want to continue to always work for the balance. I know all of the uh, the publicity has gone towards the throwing game, and Russ has had huge numbers starting this thing off. And we're still the, probably the close to the highest scoring team in, in the NFL. And we expect to get back to that. And we need all of our offense to get that done.
1: All right, Jen. Well, before we wrap things up, I need you to look into your crystal ball, Mm -hmm. and I need two things we need to see for a Seahawks win Mm -hmm. on Thursday night.
2: I'm going to amend a statement that I made just (laughs) a few minutes ago where I said Kyler Murray, Mm -hmm. under 60 yards. Man, I'd really like to drop that to less than 50 yards rushing. Yes. I'd like to see Kyler Murray rush for less than 50 yards. And when we talk about those explosive plays, the Seahawks racked up 572 yards the last time they played Arizona. (laughs) And they had 16 total explosive plays. We have not seen a game like that prior or since. I would like to see them get back to those explosive plays on offense. It doesn't need to be 16. It does need to be at least 10, right? And I don't care who you want to involve in that. I don't care if it's DK Metcalf, if it's Tyler Lockett, Demo, or one of the running backs. But you need to be able to get back to some of that explosiveness and you need to contain Kyler Murray. I hear you. And
1: I would like to see a run game. Yes, that's one of my that's one of my keys we did rush for 200
2: against the cardinals i know and
1: even i mean in even this last game we were still over 100 again it was heavily loaded on russell wilson but i would like to see this running game get back to um to what we've seen in weeks past and i want to see this defense build upon that performance that we just saw against the rams all right well that is going to do it for your seahawks insiders podcast jackie montgomery and jen Mueller, you have a great week go hawks See you on Thursday Night Football.